Today we're going to be talking about earthing done right. We first looked at this topic back in early January, but I have some updates, including, and I know I told you otherwise, but there is one earthing accessory I use on a regular basis. Coming up. EMF Remedy is dedicated to helping you understand which electromagnetic threats are present in your home. And whether in the context of your current home, one you're considering for purchase, or building a new home with comprehensive protection designed in, EMF Remedy can help you reduce your family's exposure to harmful, man-made electromagnetic radiation. Hi, this is Keith Cutter with EMFRemedy.com. You're listening to Reversing Electromagnetic Poisoning. This is a podcast for people who are serious about getting control of the electromagnetic environment in their home. Today we're going to talk all about productive earthing. Let's get started. By the end of this uh, presentation today, by the way, I'm going to talk about the one and only earthing accessory that I do recommend and I use all the time. You'll understand more about that by the end of this broadcast. So let's go ahead and get started. A little bit of context before we get going now, beginning, oh, about 200 years ago, maybe a little bit less than that, and proceeding at an ever-accelerating pace, we've traded the helpful and nurturing electromagnetic environment provided for us since the beginning for an EMF environment completely foreign to life on Earth, one filled with alternating current electric fields, alternating current magnetic fields, and dirty electricity, as well as radio frequency radiation. Along with these things came all the diseases of modern civilization. What was it that we got in return for that bargain? Well, we got increasing levels of convenience. We were able to do more things faster and more efficiently, more easily. Hmm. Is that worth the trade-off? We also got amusement so we could listen to our favorite programs. We could watch our favorite YouTube channel. And I'm talking about wirelessly as well. And something called stimulation. This has, by the way, been the single attribute capable of addicting to people to things like cigarette smoking, for example, 
and many other things. But the combination of these three, the convenience, the amusement, and the stimulation, seems to be an unresistible combination. So, kind of a Faustian bargain there. If you will, we traded our inheritance, if you will, our opportunity for good health and long life for convenience, amusement, and stimulation. That's my view of this. Some places are likely to be unsuitable for earthing. So any place that has attributes of the grid, overhead power lines, or say radio frequency radiation like terrestrial microwave towers or uh, the kind of uh, cell towers that are becoming so pervasive in our modern world, any of the large cities, they're likely to be unsuitable for earthing if for no other reason than we allow electric utilities in the United States, for example, to return return current through the earth. So the more people, the more return current, the higher the magnetic fields, as well as an effect called capacitative coupling to your body, which means that when you are around, say, inside of an ordinary home, near a home, any place with power lines nearby, your body acts as an antenna, a literal antenna, which will create a voltage potential between you and the earth. Not a healthy situation for earthing, I would argue. Some places are likely to be unsuitable for earthing, even the pretty ones. So you may live in a beautiful high-rise building and it may have the most delightful architecture, but if you have modern infrastructure, then you're being bathed in RF radiation and electric magnetic fields as well as dirty electricity. You may even have the interior of your home worthy of architectural digest you'll still be bathing in harmful man-made electromagnetic radiation. And your backyard might not be far enough away to get a really productive earthing session in. You're, of course, free to try earthing wherever you like. I'm just encouraging people who haven't experienced the benefit to try earthing in a pristine place first, so that you can develop an understanding of what is possible before you begin to compromise on where you're going to be earthing. We have lost our physical connection to the earth. We sleep on elevated platforms we call beds, and I like my comfy bed as much as anybody else, but while I'm sleeping in that bed, I'm disconnected from the earth. I'm disconnected from the ground. 
I don't have access to the free electrons that are available through the earth to replenish me and help repair the oxidative damage caused by non-native EMF. Our bare feet rarely ever touch the ground because we wear insulated, synthetic-soled shoes. We can't get electrons directly from contact with the earth as we have throughout time. There is a book in its second publication, in its second uh, publishing, called Earthing, the Most Important Health Discovery Ever, written by Clint Ober, Stephen Sinatra, M.D., and Martin Zucker. Notably, by the way, the foreword is by James Oshman, Ph.D., author of Energy Medicine, The Scientific Basis. Here is a quote from that book. Quote, This book documents how reconnecting and grounding the body consistently produces these and other common benefits. Rapid reduction of inflammation, rapid reducing or elimination of chronic pain, dynamic blood flow improvement to better supply the cells and tissues of the body with vital oxygen and nutrition, reduced stress, increased energy, improved sleep, accelerated healing from injuries and surgery. I know, it sounds too easy. But here's the thing. It costs nothing to try. So what do you have to lose? If you're interested, if you want to give Earthing a try, I'm going to encourage you You begin by doing it right so you really get a feeling for what the potential is for earthing. Each day, choose a pristine place, far from the electrical grid and RF radiation sources. I know. I know this might be inconvenient, but remember that trap we talked about, what we were willing to trade our inheritance, if you will, for baited with convenience, maybe a little bit inconvenient, but consider how we've traded so often convenience for greater exposure to non-native EMF. Put your bare feet on the surface of the earth and relax for a while. That's it. How hard is that? How little we make time for doing that, it sounds incredibly simple. Even better, if you have the opportunity, put your bare feet, or for that matter, your entire body in the ocean. A lake, a pond, or a stream would be okay. Nothing better than the ocean, though. Prepare to be amazed Really, there is a reason that people suffering from electromagnetic poisoning, people like 
me speak so highly of this technique. By the way, I don't know if you caught last week's interview and the week before. We had a two-part interview with Shannon um, Rowan. She's the author of Wi-Fi Refugee. She's been poisoned by man-made EMF and has known many people in her travels who were poisoned as well. She chronicles those in her book. She was kind enough to share in our interview the things she thought were most helpful for helping her gain resilience in her recovery, her ongoing struggle with exposure to non-native EMF. One of the things she mentioned was grounding. And not only that, she volunteered the importance of doing so in a pristine place. If you haven't heard that interview, I'd suggest it. So what we're talking about is barefoot contact with the earth in a pristine place. It doesn't matter if it's um, the snow is just melting and you got a few wildflowers poking up through the earth and you can't wait to get your feet out there and get them on the earth. By the way, that was kind of me. I didn't have the wildflowers popping up, but a few weeks ago, we had the snow melt here where I am. We are about maybe 70, 50 to 70 miles from the Canadian border. So we're quite far north here in the majestic inland northwest. I couldn't wait for the snow to clear. And there was still a lot of snow on the ground and it was muddy-ish. And it was cold and I stuck my feet on the ground and I was not enjoying the cold. What a wimp. Anyway, I had this involuntary sigh. I mean, I'm not kidding you. And maybe not everybody will have that reaction, but it was just sort of a, just this great sigh, and I just can't tell you how wonderful it felt. So whether it's that, whether you're spending time in or near the ocean on green grass, walking around a forest bed, whatever it is, it's barefoot contact with the earth in a pristine place. Now, I mentioned a minute ago there's a reason that people who have been electromagnetically damaged poisoned, if you will. Some people would use the term electrohypersensitive, but I think that's a bit dishonest. It puts the focus somehow on the people. It's their fault because they're too darn sensitive that they were poisoned. <laughs> anyway, whatever, whatever you call these people or whatever you call yourself, there's a reason they, so many of them enjoy earthing. And there's also a reason they don't prefer earthing in areas defiled with non-native EMF. That's the electric fields, magnetic fields, RF radiation. Now, if you have a good set of meters, not an all-in-one cheapy meter, those are not up to the task. But if you have a good set of meters, hey, take your RF meter out and make sure you're, you know, sort of less than one microwatt per square meter should be great. Depending on your tolerance, you might even feel okay up to five 
microwatts per square meter, or maybe even as high as 10. It's, it's an individual thing. And make sure there's no magnetic fields in the earth. That'll indicate no current flowing through the ground. And of course, if you can see any electrical infrastructure, you're probably in the wrong place. But you could check with your electric field meter. If you don't have the meters and you still want to give this a try, I welcome you to do that. Here's what I would suggest. Find a place miles from the grid, as, as, uh, as far as you can go comfortably, with no cell phone service. That would be my, the first place I would try. You may be able to get away with something a lot closer to the city, but you would need meters to, to be able to measure that. So even without the meters, go as far as you can from the grid. And a place without any cell phone service at all would, would be great. So I use um, an oscilloscope in my work as an EMF consultant. I go into people's homes and I help them understand what levels of which types of harmful man-made radiation they have in their homes and what they can do about it to, to reduce their exposures. I also help people to plan and construct homes that are purpose-built for the reduction of exposure to man-made radiation. I find an oscilloscope invaluable sometimes in that work that I do. And just for fun this morning, now remember, I live in a, in a shielded home, purpose-built home, so my RF levels are very close to zero. The electric field levels are, throughout most of the house, 0, 0.0 uh, volts per meter, and the magnetic fields are in two one-hundredths of a milligauss. So very low all the way around. And yet, I went to an area in the house where I, by choice, have a few appliances that I leave plugged in for convenience. And I hooked up the oscilloscope and took a look, and wow, I could see the remnant of the electric power grid even though it was in shielded wiring, even though the electric fields measured as 0.0, .0 on a high-quality meter. Now, there was a lot of noise, and interestingly, I had my son and my wife. They wanted to try and see how it looked for them. My amplitude was higher, which means the voltage potential was higher for me than my wife, maybe because I'm a bigger guy. I don't know. Maybe it had something to do with hydration status. One of us had had more water to drink that day. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just the, the height. Uh, but we each had a, a little bit different waveform, but you could definitely tell the what's called capacitative coupling with the electric service. Now, if I unplug those few things in, in the shielded home, that would reduce or potentially even go to zero. But um, even a little bit of electricity in a shielded home is enough to, I would say, spoil the effect uh, or what can be the optimum effect of earthing. I would also, <clears throat> I would caution earthing hustles. 
I, I've never had a good experience with the earthing, quote, products, so I avoid earthing mats, earthing sheets, earthing jewelry, earthing in any way through the electrical system ground con connection, earthing indoors, earthing rocks, crystals, stickers. I just haven't had a productive experience with those, and I don't know any people who are recovering. And those are the people I listen to most. It's one thing to be poisoned. It's quite another thing to have been poisoned by electromagnetic radiation and you're building resilience. That's something quite different. So I've never known somebody who fills that bill. They've been poisoned and they're building resilience, improving all the time. Who uses any of these things? Mats, sheets, the jewelry, um, earthing through the electrical ground, earthing indoors, earthing rocks, earthing crystals, earthing stickers. I just haven't... It's, it's not that there might not be somebody there. I mean, you can't argue against finding a black swan because white might be found. And, I, and I'm referring to the book, The Black Swan, from a probabilistic standpoint. But um, it's just not not been in my experience. So I would encourage people not to go in that direction. It is uh, appealing to think that you can accomplish productive earthing through a shortcut, through a more convenient way. But I just, I would encourage you to try it in nature. So I said at the outset of this um, broadcast today that I would talk about the only legitimate earthing accessory. And I just finished telling you I'm not into any earthing products whatsoever. But when I go someplace that is either pristine or, in my experience, close enough, there may be cell phone service. Hopefully not four or five bars. But... um if it's a low enough RF exposure and not too near the grid, I don't have any problem earthing at all. And when I'm in an area like that, I like to wear shoes that have leather soles. And the reason I like those, this is after I have my earthing session, put my feet in the water put them in the dirt, hang out for 20 minutes, whatever. But maybe I want to go for a walk. Maybe I want to uh, stay and play in that area that day. I'm going to put leather-soled moccasins, which is what I'm talking about here, as the only legitimate earthing accessory. I'm going to put those on my feet so that I can at least have some contact. And what I mean is electrical contact with the earth while I'm out there, while I'm, while I'm walking around. So I had a, a podcast listener contact me, I think it was back in January, it may have been February, and she was asking me about footwear, and I hadn't thought about it in my first broadcast, so I shared the information with her. I thought I would go ahead and re-record this with the information for 
where I like to go. Uh, I, I've been doing business with a gentleman who hand makes this, uh, these type of moccasins, and he also alters other footwear and makes that available. So I've been dealing with him personally for a couple of years. I like his products. He's somebody I'm comfortable supporting. And I want to share the information with others that might find it to be helpful. I'll put a link for this in the description and invite you to take a look if you're interested. And in closing, I just want to touch on two things just to reiterate We're talking about barefoot contact with the earth in a pristine place. And the other is, you know, we talked about this Faustian bargain, the irresistible temptation that's led us further from natural EMF and closer to non-native, the harmful man-made type of EMF. And I guess the way I would put it is our lust for convenience, amusement and stimulation got us into this mess. So logically, the way out of this mess, if you want to pursue a lifestyle that is less filled with man-made radiation, it's going to involve a little inconvenience. We need to acknowledge that and, and realize that the way forward, if you want to make progress, isn't the way we've been going We need to embrace a little inconvenience and a willingness to take our stimulation and amusement from the natural world. Make time to give productive earthing a try would be my encouragement to you. I thank you for spending some time here. This has been Keith Cutter with emfremedy.com. We'll see you next time.